we are back for our final episode of Finish Well, Start Strong. The year is winding down. So here's what I'm wondering. I want to know if you have any fun New Year's Eve plans or what, what it, in general, do you have any fun like New Year's rhythms? Does your family do, does, did your friends do anything fun, Kanisha? We are so fun, but also so boring at the same time because <laughs> rhythms. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to call it that not boring. We just have rhythms. We do the same thing essentially every year. And that is we are with the same friends, the same kids, the same house, almost the same house every year for like seven years. So yeah, it's literally, well, in the past before COVID, we've had uh, upwards of 40 to 50 people at one time. Now we'll, probably not have that many, but it's always a blast, always fun. And yeah, that's it. We just get together and celebrate. I love friends. it. What about you? Well, I was wondering if your family did this because I know you grew up in the South, but we do New Year's Day, black eyed peas and collard greens because that's the like New Year's Day tradition. You know, I yeah. mean, I grew up hearing the more collard greens you eat on January 1st, the more money you'll have in the new year. For and sure, because it's green. Because <laughs> it's green. <laughs> Eat green things, so, get money. Hello. <laughs> it makes sense. It's, I, why not? And and Black Eyed Peas is supposed to be like change, right? Something like that. I good think fortune, it's supposed to symbolize like the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Good fortune. Yeah. 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 But that being said, well, number one, New Year's Eve, we hit a sweet spot. And I say this for any moms who might be listening. We hit a sweet spot a few years ago where we realized that our friends, parents are also our friends and that our kids were kind of old enough to do like New Year's Eve with us and they don't actually like drive us nuts. So we'll similarly, it used to be more like 20 or 30 people, but now we'll have a few people over and hang out. But it's nice because we don't have to get a babysitter. We don't have to be away from kids. Kids get to be with us on New Year's Eve. We kind of all party and hang together. But I did start a tradition on New Year's Day a few years ago that I love. And that is that I come to our church building and I stock it with snacks for like the afternoon of January 1st, snacks and coffee and treats. And I just kind of invite any friends who want to work on their goals for the day of January 1st. And we all like spread out around the church building. And sometimes we come together and talk about them. And sometimes we just sit in a corner with our headphones on. But it's like a sweet girl's day at the church. A moment of honesty. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so... I have rejected the idea of New Year's goal setting. I think because culturally, right, there's all this pressure that comes with the idea of doing that. This is the moment of honesty. I think that some of that is valid. Part of me also rejects it because I'm intimidated by the process. Sure. So, which means insecurity. So... I think today we're going to talk about that a little bit. 
we're going to. Because I think that's an actually (laughs) really normal experience for a lot of women. I think a lot of women either, it's like the same way we reject anything. We reject something that we think we're not going to do well at or that's not going to accept us or that's not going to work for us. Because if we can't... 100% my personality. Yeah. If we don't want to fail at it, we can reject it. We can say like, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, there's no pressure to perform or like measure up or possibly fail. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of setting a goal. I think we talked about this in the other episode a little bit. It's the fear of setting a goal and not meeting that goal. And then what happens? So yeah. Dr. Jess is going to help us. All right. Let me <laughs> let me be your let me be your goal coach. First of all, we've already told you this a million times, but I want to tell you again, we have this free PDF for you that really kind of breaks down all the things we're talking about in this episode. And you can see where to get that in the show notes. But here, let's start with this. So I want to say this. I think it would be crazy for anyone to sit down on January 1st or any day of the year and take out a white sheet of paper and just write down things that they want to do. I think that our goals should be rooted in the kingdom. I think they should be rooted in God-given desire. And I think one of the safest places for us to start, and especially for women who feel intimidated or scared by the process of goal setting, one of the best places to start is vision and catching some vision for the year ahead. And so I want to talk about a a few different ways. And maybe when I say some of this, Kanisha, you'll be able to say like, oh, I do that. That's what I do instinctively. Or I, I think a lot of women do this already. So let me tell you what it looked like for me in 2021. 2021, my vision, my goal setting started by making a mood board of pictures that I found on Pinterest. And it only started because I happened to come across on Pinterest, a picture of a girl, like 20 something year old girl, I'm going to say maybe even late teens on a skateboard skating (laughs) down like a Hawaiian mountain road. And I saw that picture and I thought like, oh, I'd break my neck. And that instant reaction made me realize there's something for me here about bravery. I think God's showing me some vision about my next year. It's going to be more, there's, it's going to be more about bravery and taking some steps of intentional bravery. So like, it was that simple of seeing a picture that compelled me or moved me in some way that I somehow discounted myself from, And that's it. Now I'll share in the show notes, the link to my 2021 mood board, but that's how I start. So I know you're a crazy visual person, Kanisha. Have you ever made a mood board for a year? Oh, well, I make mood boards all the time with design and just interior styling. That's what we start with vision boards, mood boards. I think just listening to you say that, I have a question for you that maybe some of our girls will also have is, you know, I hear you saying you had, you saw this photo or this image of this woman skateboarding down this Hawaiian road. And that communicated to you that this was someone who was brave because it felt very brave Mm. to you. Like if you did something Mm -hmm. like that, it would feel like you were being brave. I think I find myself struggling with being inspired by images or becoming attached to them and thinking, I want that for myself. But my question is, how do you take the next step from feeling like this is something that is in you, like for you with the skateboard, you're like, oh, this is something I actually have a desire to do. Like I feel it in my heart, like God is asking me to like step into this space that isn't normal for me. When it comes to like vision boarding, 
how do you take that next step? Like, what does that actually practically look like as you create vision, as you create goals? What does that actually look like to execute that from the feeling to I'm not going to shut this down because of fear, because it's not for me, because I don't want to do it. I feel like it's something I'm supposed to do. So how do you take that next step? How do you personally, like, what does that look like for you? That's such an important question. Okay, so here's what it looked like for me. I'll use that exact scenario. So I saw that picture. I think around that time, I started creating the vision board for the rest of my year. And so I started saying like, yeah, what other images are appealing to me? And we'll just stay with that one though. So right, how would I know that that wasn't just a pretty picture? And that was something for me to chase. Well, this is where I would tell our listeners and you that we know in our gut, you know, Holy Spirit communicates with us like, this is something, there's something here. So for me, I started asking, why do I not think I'm brave? Because I think a lot of people would look at my life and say, she's really brave. She does brave things. I like So that. I asked, okay, yes. yeah. I asked like, why do I not see myself as brave? And then I did a little journaling. I remember I like pulled out a journal and I wrote two or three paragraphs and I just basically was kind of talking to God, kind of talking to myself, but saying like, I think that For me, I've done a lot of things. I've said yes to a lot of things that were like brave yeses, but they weren't necessarily intentional things that I chose. It was more like saying yes to what was presented in front of me. Yes. And so then I wrote down the words intentional bravery. And again, I'm like thinking through a lot of different ideas, but that became the word for my year for 2021. Yeah. And then to actually flesh it out into goals, I kind of have eight different areas for me that my goals always typically fall into. And I'll tell you all those right now. I don't even mind telling you, but it's number one, like me and God and my soul. (laughs) No, I'll give it all. I'll give it all. Number one, me and God. Number two, me and Nick, my marriage. Number three, my kids, me and my kids. Number four, my body. Number five, go and tell gals, my business. Number six, my church. Number seven, my money. And number eight, my spaces, like my actual physical spaces. And so then I I just went through all eight of those areas and I said, what would it look like? What would be a goal that would be intentionally brave in this area for this year. That makes really great sense. And yes, thank you for sharing that. That is, that's easy and practical. I have to say, I actually did not plan this at all. (laughs) True story. I actually did not plan this, but I happen to have (laughs) my goal setting worksheet right here. The reason why I have it with me, I don't mind telling you guys, I have it with me because we're recording this on December 1st. And so I was working on my December goals, but I personally use power sheets by cultivate what matters that sound you guys just heard on the podcast Mm -hmm. with me opening Mm -hmm. my power sheets i love this tool we're gonna we'll show tell you more about it in the pdf but a tool i love we love cultivate what matters so i wrote down i'm gonna literally read to you guys like this is what it looked like for me i said what will it look like to be intentionally brave in these areas so for number one for the action plan for that yearly goal between me and God, I said I wanted to read through the Bible in a year and I wanted to take 12 days away with God where like I wasn't on social media, I wasn't with my family. I was just like a one day a month with God for 
what would be the intentionally brave goal in my body. That was my second one. I said I'd run 600 miles this year. And in episode one, I gave the update that I did not run 600 miles, but I did run 500 miles. And I feel incredible about that because the year before I ran 100 miles. For Nick and I, I said I wanted to go on 36 life-giving dates and three marriage getaways. And I said 36 life-giving dates, and I wrote down the asterisk that if we had one date night where we got in a fight, I had to make it up. Like it had to be 36 actual life-giving dates. So that was my <laughs> digitally brave goal for that. Oh my for goodness. my kids, I wanted to have 24 family nights and 24 one-on-one dates with my kids. You can see where I'm going. So like they were all like very Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, "Hey, if I'm going to be really and mathematical." Yeah. So I personally like to make me- really measurable goals but that are rooted in the heart desire, you know? So that's what it looked like for me to flesh that out. But I think for other people, it can be way less structured. I think it can be way more free. But I want to stick with vision for a second and say like, okay, so the mood board kind of helps me get started. But is there anything for you, Kanisha, or any practices for you that have helped you kind of like get a glimpse of this is where we're going? Like this, even like, are there ways that God's spoken to you about your future that like, you're like, this is how he talks to me. This is how it's worked for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, not obviously, but the first thought I had when you said that was prayer, which sounds really simple, but I think that's it. No, you're I need right. a lot of reminding that that's where I need to go first. And so that typically is the first step for me is usually praying, communicating with God about what that looks like. And then that could look like my pray, praying alone, or that could look like, yeah. or and that could look like praying alone and praying in addition to that with Larry as well. And then we have what we call family meetings where once we have a vision for something, we sense that God is leading us towards something, we will then communicate that to our kids and get them excited about whatever that looks like for the next 30 days, for the next year. I feel like what I need actually, for me, what I need is some of what you're saying, the more measurable, that's what's missing for us. I think once those goals are there. The vision is there. It's setting the measurable goals to in order to achieve whatever that thing is. And that is where a lot of the rejection comes in because it, yeah. for me, I'm processing this as I speak, so pardon me. But mm-hmm. for me, it feels very fabricated, manufactured, or I can tend to lean into like, I got this, I'm going to do this once I set goals. Cause I'm like, okay, now it's on me. Like God gave me the vision, but like now it's on me. So then, because I know that that's not healthy for me, I'll pull back and just say, okay, God, you got this like completely versus like actually collaborating with him. So this is actually really honestly helpful for me. Hi gals, Caroline from team go and tell gals here. Listen, I love goal setting just as much as the next gal, but sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Where do you start when we're working to cast a vision? Well, you've come to the right place because you're listening to this series, but I've got even greater news for you. 
We've created a simple, free goal-setting guide to act as an aid as you listen to these episodes and think about the year ahead. It has three sections and a bonus resource to help you test out all the tips you're hearing in these episodes and get with God about your goals. Did I mention that it's free? Download at goandtellgals.com or at the link in the show notes. God is mighty in you, and I know he will bring glory through your goals. Okay, I have a thought for you. We talked about this a little bit in our family vision setting episode with Nick, but one idea that we've communicated with our kids a lot about is the idea of agreement versus accountability. And I wonder if this will serve you and help you think about the goal and the strategy in less of an accountability way. I think number one, there's a couple of different reasons. Like some people start to feel like it's striving. Some people start to feel like they're having to perform, which we that's not it. We're not, we're, yes. we're, we're here to, to worship, you know? And so we've kind of unpacked it for our kids in we're going to put some action steps around these things that you tell us, like, we'll let our kids tell us, this is what I feel like God's asking me to do, or this is what I feel like God's pointing me towards. And so then we'll put some strategic points and some actionable steps around it. But then we continually remind them, we're writing this down, and we're even kind of coming back to it to check in on it, not for accountability's sake, not to say, like, are you who you said you'd be, but to say, we're going to write some things down because we agree with you. And we want to help you agree with what you are telling us God has told you. And so we agree by our actions, you know, in the same way that you and I agree to be podcast hosts by coming to the actual episode. I think a lot of times, like just actually doing the actionable steps of our goals is about that. It's about agreeing with God told me this and it's an act of faith. And so I don't know if that helps to make it feel less like. So it's kind of like a perspective shift almost, even though, because it's not like you're, yeah, a hundred percent. It's like you're shifting your perspective. It's not like, because it's not like before that thought, it was different. It's just that your perspective has shifted about what is actually happening. Because what's happening has always essentially been happening. You've always been agreeing with God. You've always been, you know, kind of working in tandem with him. But that helps my perspective for sure hopefully other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one other thing. We were just in a meeting here in the Go and Tell Girls office and we were working on some future stuff and some tasks that we have to get done. And I said something that I say very often in the office, which is I said like, hey, it's our business. This is our business. So if we don't want to do it, we don't have to do it. If we don't have time to do it, we don't have to do it. It's our business. And I think a lot of times women need the reminder that the same is true for your goals. If you get into your January goals or your March goals or the intentions that you set for yourself in June and they're not happening, you absolutely have the freedom to just walk away and say like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But if they're not happening, it may be because God is showing you it wasn't supposed to happen, or it may be that it's going to actually just take a little bit longer, but you have agency over your own goals. And so to say like, I don't, I actually am ready to walk away from this one. That's your business. I think a lot of times once we write it down or we say it, we feel like, oh, I have to, like I'm, you know, and you don't, you have agency over your own life. And I have to sometimes remember that, like, this is my life. God has given me a lot of authority in my own life to lead myself well, to lead the people around me well. And what I do is my business. What you do with your goals is your business. And you don't have to feel like anyone's like judging you or measuring up. It's it's absolutely about 
what you desire and how you grow because people grow in really different ways. Yeah. And some of that requires working out by the Holy Spirit and the therapist to get to the root of sometimes why a hundred percent that. <laughs> That's yeah, real talk. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that we can thrive and so that we can, yeah. you know, set goals and partner with God in the way that we're called to partner with him. Yeah. So do you think that, like, let's just say I'm not a vision boarder. And I'm not saying that I'm not, because I actually feel like I love it. <laughs> but if you're not a vision board person, what are some other ways that you can set the goal so that you can run the race and run it well? Like, what are some practical ways? Yeah, I'll just give a bullet point list of some things. And again, we've got this four or five page PDF free guide for you, and it'll absolutely get you started. But I want to kind of demystify a few of the ways. Number one, I want to say again, I am the world's biggest fan of Power Sheets by Cultivate What Matters. Here's my 30 second commercial that nobody paid me for about Power Sheets. <laughs> the word Power Sheets sounds really intimidating, and they're actually not. They are not a Christian product, but they are made by Laura Casey, who absolutely hears from God. And so it's actually a pretty spiritual process to help you realize what you care about, like what matters to you. And then it's a really strategic set of worksheets to help you break that into monthly and weekly and daily goals. So don't be overwhelmed. But if you're the kind of girl who's like, I want to take this too far, I can't suggest power sheets enough. I always tell people, and again, this is the end of my 30 second commercial. I always tell people I have bought the most set of power sheets. I hope and pray Laura like kind of has confirmed it for me that I think I've bought the most sets of power sheets of anyone because I usually genuinely buy about 20 sets every single year and I give them to every woman I know because they're just that helpful. They're just that helpful. So number one, but here are a few other things you could do. A verse of the year. That's it. Don't set any other goals. Just ask God for a verse. Get with your Bible. Look back over your journal from the past year. Do a verse of the year. Absolutely, you could do a mood board. That was me for sure when I had younger kids. Yeah, that's enough. That's beautiful. That's so much vision and that's so much leading. And I absolutely trust God will unpack the, that for so many more months to come. You could, again, just pick a word of the year or a phrase of the year. You could write out the months like January to December and maybe even just go ahead at the top of the year and write one intention for each month that you want to think through. Like it could be as simple as like January, like go slower. February, love well. There are so many different ways you can do. I would say, I would encourage most women to do less and take pressure off of themselves in the goal setting than they like do less than they think they need to. Because a little bit of simplicity and a little bit of room for Holy Spirit will absolutely be the ticket. Yeah, I love that. So as you're talking, I am listening, but this question popped up in my head. And so I'm going to go off script just a little bit here because I think it's important. I don't think we've talked about why we set goals. Mm. Have we, you know, because I think that's important because yeah, it is good to put some framework around it and give it definition because we don't set goals for 
because we just want to accomplish things. We don't set goals just because it's fun or it looks good or whatever. Like, why are we actually partnering with God in this way outside of write the vision down and make it plain, right? Like outside of that, why are we setting goals? I love it. Yeah, I can give my answer and I'd love to hear if you have different thoughts because I think there's probably a million right answers. I think it does help to say the reasons why we're not first. So for me, I am not, and I will say this as long as I need to, I am not setting goals to become a better version of myself. I am not setting goals to become a better version of myself. I love who God made me to be. I believe God loves me right now, just as I am in progress, needing the gospel. I do not believe that there will be a day where I graduate from needing God. So I'm not trying to become a more self-sufficient, tidy, better version of myself. I like me today. So that being said, it's just not to get better. Now, my reason for setting goals (laughs) is that my brain most days feels like an actual bowl of spaghetti. And (laughs) I know in my heart what like a lot of like where God's pointed me. I know a lot of where he's called me to. I know a lot of what I care about. But if I don't take some time to intentionally say what matters, I will drift and say yes to all the immediate and seemingly urgent things that come my way without carving out time for what actually matters to me. So for me, the simple way to put it is I set goals to steward what God has given me to steward. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that feels good and right. Yeah, I think as I sit and I process that, I think for me, mine is a little more reflective, surprise. And it is that if I'm doing it the right way, and now I have a goal to set goals, because I love what you said about essentially giving yourself some definition and some framework. That feels good to me. I also love the idea or how it feels to think about how much setting goals would also cause me to like continually look at him and like to partner with him and remind me of his place in my life, like where he should be. And so hopefully as I walk that out, I'll actually experience that. I think I, I get to experience more of the presence of God in my life and see that his hand in my life as I set those goals and see, even if they don't come to fruition, that I've walked with him throughout the process um, even more and depended on him. So I think it's going to be fun. So good. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Well, man, I'm so grateful. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that for our girls out there, for our listeners, for those of you who, even if if you're intimidated by this process, like I am or was, I'm not anymore. (laughs) But if you're intimidated by this process or, (laughs) or if this is like your jam and you just love it and you can't wait to sit down with your friends and family and and do this, whatever that looks like for you. I encourage you, we encourage you to get with God and to pray and agree with him on whatever that vision is. And we just know that he is going to lead, guide and direct you in this year, this next year, and it's gonna be good. Amen. (laughs) We love y'all so much. 
friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week. Thank you.